What is up? Good morning and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for April 18th. I'm here with Andrea Renee. Good to have you back. What's up, Fran? I like saying back. Like I, You've been on the show way more than me, but it's nice to... <laughs> To, uh, we switch host seats sometimes. We were just talking about it. So it's always, uh, it's kind of fun to just switch it up sometimes. Because like when you're host, you have the whole rundown to worry about. You know, you, you put the show together. You're a little more uh, in producer mode. But when you're the guest, you kind of, you know, you, you're looking over stuff. Like Andrew's helping me with the squad up and other stuff, right? But, of course. But uh, it's kind of nice that you get a little more lean back sometimes, right? That's true. Yeah. Um, I tend to always get into the dock pretty early in the morning. Um, this morning was an exception because I was up late last night watching Infinity War. Oh, yeah, you're catching yeah. up too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, that's the one I'm on. We uh, yeah, were on the so same I'm ready now. Thing. I'm ready to go. All right. If you all don't know, you're watching Frandria version of uh, KFGD today. That's our celebrity name that I, I like to go by. Um, all right. So if you are watching, nobody nobody in the room responds to it, but I hope on the internet somewhere there was just like a no, peep of like. people love Frandria. Yeah, yeah, it was like in they the back do. of the audience. It was like, yeah, Um, All right, again, welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. If you don't know, it is a show about gaming news that you can watch each and every weekday live at 10 a.m. right here on Twitch TV slash Kind of Funny Games. And if you are watching live, you have a very special job. Sometimes we get stuff wrong or we misspeak. So head over to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and you can let us know live while you're watching and you will get, of course, your contribution noted for helping us out. Thank you in advance if you do. If you don't watch live, of course, check us out on youtube.com slash games or listen on podcast services around the globe uh, just by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. As well, you can be a part of the show. You can be a part of the show by heading to patreon.com slash games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free. Uh, did I miss anything else in the housekeeping, Kevin Andrew? Uh, yes, you did. So mm. fans of Kind of Funny proper, you know, the comedy entertainment comedy channel. Time. Oh, yes. Arm of the Kind of Funny Games business we have going on here. Hit a fantastic milestone on the YouTube channel. We have officially crossed over 240,000 subscriptions. Hey. Oh, that was the arbitrary nice. number we picked. <laughs> yeah, you picked 250. It was too far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 250, way too far. Exactly. But now we're 10,000 away from being a quarter of a million. I mean, that's really that's exciting. How it works. And I And I told Kevin that I'm taking full credit for the season premiere of Game of Thrones in review, which, by the way, if you have not watched it yet, the first episode... A great one. I am now the keeper of the plot for Game of Thrones season nice. of In Review, and it's gonna be fun. First episode, really exciting. Lots when can of stuff. they watch it? Um, it's it's live now, so it goes live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific time, or as close to it as possible. Yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. If you guys want to watch it live, of course you can catch it at YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny. If that's the place you want to watch it instead. Later. But don't forget to hit that uh, subscribe button. Also, smash that get bell. Get to 250. So you'll get an email every time we upload a video. There's That's some, right. There's some good content. Your phone just beats did you, um, you. Did you catch the intro oh. to KFAF this week? No, I did not. It's really funny. Really? All right. Yeah. Well, or I'm, some would say it's kind of funny, but I think it's right. re- I think it's really funny. <laughs> Solid. Because, no, no, um, when, yeah, I, won't, I won't spoil it for you because okay. it's Andy doing a really great bit. All right. Andy always does great bits, though. So, all right. So that's the that's the point here. We cover games. We also cover <laughs> entertainment. Again, YouTube.com slash kind of funny. And man, Game of Thrones. Can't wait for the next episode. But 
Let's get into some game news. Andrea, there was a ton yesterday and the day before. Today, pretty good. There's a little bit of new Switch version chatter, maybe some new additions that uh, have been talked about getting a little more credibility, but you know, we can talk about what that really means. Troy Baker, uh, we love him, friend of the show, has responded again on the Borderlands controversy of why he was not brought back to do a voice. Uh, so he's responded to that. There's eShop troubles on the heels of the um, Joker launch. Spoiler, it's better now, but we'll talk a little bit about what happened and even more. A little bit of housekeeping real fast. The Vancouver meet and greet is the same day as May the 4th. Be with you. You all should know all of that. Uh, check it out at kindoffunny.com slash events. But Vancouver, we're coming for you. So get ready for it and, yeah. um, and uh, put it on your calendar. It's easy to forget amidst all the, the end game, the days gone, the Game of Thrones stuff. Next thing you know, you just forgot it was in your hometown. Yeah. Uh, also, thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Blackjack, James Davis, and Muhammad Muhammad. Today, we're brought to you by Robin Hood and Third Love. But I will tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today, Kevin. A baker's dozen! I started to like chorus up on that. I lo- that's my favorite part I keep telling, right? Baker's dozen? Yeah, yeah. I love that part. The tagline. All right, the first story I want to start with was not actually picked up in a lot of places. You know, maybe because it's coming from Nick A um, and is about the versions of Switch Pro and Mini that have been discussed first broke on Wall Street Journal, and now Nick is adding a little more to it. Um, I think because it's just their individual source, or maybe just people missed the news this morning, but I noted it. Um, so this story actually comes way of uh, Chris Kohler over at Kotaku, came in a bit late last night. Remember, again, these are unverified rumors, but they add credence to what we already saw, uh, that new Switch versions are on the way. Uh, first up, Nintendo plans to release a smaller, cheaper, and more portable Switch model this fall. So following that initial report, Andrea, uh, Nick A confirms that Nintendo plans to put out a smaller Switch that is geared more towards portable play. The intriguing detail of the report, though, because we've already heard that, was while the main use case of the device is for playing portably outside the home, Nick A says it will still be able to connect to your television. I don't think that's a detail we knew. So let's pause there. Um, any surprises on that? Like, when do you expect a new version of the Switch? Do you even believe it's accurate at this point? Do you want it? Uh, starting with the mini version. Uh, of course, Nintendo has to put out another skew at this point of the life cycle. We're seeing the other two consoles winding down. We're ramping into the next generation. The way that Nintendo keeps their hardware sales relevant is by making a new piece of hardware. I think it absolutely <laughs> makes sense so yeah, to have a a port of some type on the device to connect it to your television. I mean, why not? I can connect my Dongle, iPhone to perhaps. my television, yeah, right? So yeah, yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to me if they don't have some kind of a port, even if you do have to have a connected connector or dongle of some kind to do it, because why not, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a missed opportunity. It's what, for, I believe it because it is what Switch stands for. It's called the Switch. What are you switching to if they take that away? Then it is just kind of the 3DS without... 3D, and then you're back to just a Game Boy. Yeah. So, which would be fine with me overall. But, um, but, but yeah, I believe the report. Uh, I think it's maybe it's something that we all sort of assumed anyway. Um, At least that was my feeling when I read the report. I was like, well, well, yeah, right. But you know what? 
it hasn't really been talked about. Well, so. I think maybe what we'll see is a model that's a little bit cheaper that doesn't come with the dock already in the kit because you talk about households that maybe want to add additional switches, but they already have a dock connected to their television in the main living space and they don't necessarily need that extra piece of equipment. So even if they slim down the price a, a little bit yeah. and maybe pare down some of the features, I think that this could be really attractive to people who potentially already own a switch or are looking to expand how many switches are yeah, in their house. And, and you bring up a good point as I was thinking out loud. The idea of Switch is the ease of switching it. Um, so maybe they will keep the built-in, because quite frankly, it's pretty thin as it is. Mm -hmm. um, and there's talk of like removing vibration out of it, I guess, and um, some other stuff. Again, rumors. But I think you probably would still be able to, that probably is a solution. It's like, you can still buy the dock, which is going to be $70 or whatever it is. So they'll make their money there. Yeah. But yeah, maybe like the whole idea of a dongle, I don't think makes sense for it um, now that we're talking about it. What do you think it'll be called? The Slim? That's a PlayStation. No, I, I don't Switch, know. Switch Mini. Yeah, like it's Switch hard. Switch Go. Switch Go seems seems like a good oh. call, Kevin. Yeah. I think that's also, nice. Also, do you think that the Joy-Cons are integrated so they don't slide out anymore? You know, I for a long time thought that that would be an option. I think maybe no. that's like yeah. third skew. Yeah. You know, like how we Whoa. saw the 2DS like later in the 3DS life cycle. Yeah. I think potentially that's something that they would look at, but they have such a big aftermarket for Joy-Cons yeah. that I don't know why they it, would get rid of the ability to swap those out because I know several adults who have multiple sets of joy cons that they do not need. They just wanted because they wanted all the colors. Hi, Nick. Nick Scarpino in the house. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you both were fantastic. That's oh, great you. to see Nick in the morning. I, I've missed this. Brand focus. I'm going to be here all day, by the <laughs> really? way. Really? We got games cast, so I'm sticking around. What are we doing for lunch, dude? It's going to be old school. Um, all right, let's move on to the next story. Right, Good yeah, morning, Nick. <laughs> See, that's normally my gig on Thursdays. Yeah. But I'm not doing games cast this week. I know, yeah. We, got we have a special, special guest. guest today. Um, so anyway, I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, I think their target, small price point. I actually think that they'll keep the, like you said, the Joy-Cons will switch out. It's pretty, the system again is pretty thin how it is. It's two years old. They can get those components down even more, build more stuff in and get just shrink the screen size. I mean, I think that's the main thing that they're probably targeting uh, up the battery life, maybe in the process and stuff like that. So, Gosh, I hope so. So we shall see. Uh, Nintendo though has, this one kind of hit me right in the gut. Nintendo is maybe... Again, rumors push back the development timeline of the more powerful new Switch, Nick A is reporting. So again, as the Wall Street Journal reported last month, Nintendo is said to have these two new Switch models in the works. The low-end one was more for portability, but this other one, which I refer to as the Pro model, um, is a higher-end refresh of the current hardware, hardware form factor. The timeline for release of the latter is said, according to this Nick A report, to have been pushed back given ongoing issues in development. Uh, their quote here is, it's not clear who's in charge of the concept design, a source told Nikkei. Um, so let me just finish the last note from WSJ months ago was that the more powerful Switch, quote, will have enhanced features targeted to avid video gamers, although it won't be as powerful as the PlayStation, Port, PlayStation 4 Pro or Microsoft's Xbox One X. End quote. Um, that was the, the main deal, where the, the portability <laughs> of the other one was meant really to, from what we can tell, replace the 3DS. So Andrew, let me stop on that. It's not clear who's in charge of the concept design. What do you think of that report? I think that that's probably just misinformation. It sounds Nintendo's odd had, for Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo's had pretty clear lines of leadership. And quite frankly, it's been working really well for them. So I would need to do a little bit more digging to 
yeah, you know, really I, thoughtfully comments sure. on that speculation and rumor, but it sounds a little fishy to me that Nintendo wouldn't have their ducks in a row it, when it comes to their hardware because they usually do. Yeah. So it not sounds, sure. Kind of big, big like. Mm? Yeah, hey, of course. There's a rumor with very little information. A source told Nikkei after a Wall Street report, Wall Street Journal report. Um, what I see from that, frankly, is pretty much in the line of what you're saying. This is not coming from Nintendo. It's maybe not even coming from the main hardware supplier. It's coming from maybe a third piece of it. And they're sitting there looking maybe down the lines at executives and bosses. I don't think anybody knows what they're doing right now. It's weird. Things have been pushed back. They don't know the reasoning. That's just a guess. Uh, my, My guess based on that is more along the lines of Nintendo is maybe having trouble agreeing on like the exact price and how how they manage that high end, but they've never, yeah, and nothing like the Pro or Xbox One, like that's just not their style. Um, so I just, I think maybe it's a little bit about that, but also how are we gonna make this work? Is it too early even? And maybe they themselves have been like, you know what, I don't wanna detract from the portable version. Um, so a lot of stuff could be going on. I personally, want to see that um, because the screen quality, it's like, it's not bad. It's fine, but it could be a lot better. Yeah. It could be a lot better. All games should run in 1080p. In 2019, 720p is okay. That's right. But I mean, I feel like 1080p is the gold standard now in resolution. Number one. And just for me, you know, Mr. PC, right? But it does matter back to the 90s of gaming, 60 frames per second. So what if you could go back and play Breath of the Wild at 60 frames per second? I mean, those little improvements could be huge quality of life improvements, for, even for old stuff. Um, you know, Smash Brothers already runs at 60 and stuff like that. But that's what the appeal is for me, which is why I'd go in the other direction versus the portability. But of course, your battery life is going to get sucked You're up. You're servicing and that's the two different audiences, exactly. though, right? I mean, you have... Families with multiple children who maybe want their own Switch, but buying one at $300 is not a, a, a thing yeah. that's really feasible for most families today. And so I think Nintendo's looking at trying to accommodate something on the lower end, but they can't ignore that their third party partners aren't publishing in droves on Nintendo yeah. Switch because they just their games just won't run. Yeah, and, you know, it's tough now to we're getting all of these details about the next generation. You know, we heard about what's coming next for PlayStation this week and we anticipate seeing Xbox Maverick at E3 this year and we of course have Stadia on the horizon. So it's like is Nintendo going to try to compete or they forever have decided we're always going to do our own thing now and if third party <coughs> can publish on it great and if they can't they can't. You yeah, know? for sure. Yeah, no, I think it's absolutely Absolutely plausible. The reports have made sense to me. A pro version is in the works, whatever they're going to call it. And that is them figuring out as the next gen is coming, as you're saying, how do we maintain a piece of it? But we're Switch. We're not going to be Google Stadia. We're not going to be Xbox. We're not going to be super high-end PlayStation 5 or whatever. Uh, They're in this really interesting spot, but they need higher quality hardware. And I think this will be the first step towards that. So, all right, let's move on as another quick note from Nikkei. Apparently, they're getting out of the whole quality of life business. We know fitness and all that. There was talk of sleep devices back in 2014 and 15. But according to the source, um, uh, the short note was that they've put it on indefinite hold in 2016. And then now Nikkei says that um, in December 2018, Nintendo contacted major parts manufacturers to tell them we're exiting the health business entirely. So um, I, I know they talked about it a lot, but I agree. I think, frankly, when Switch came out, they're like, all right, we're not as worried about that source of revenue. There's too many other people in that wearable space right now. Like, oh, yeah. They and, don't need to be there. And they don't need to be. I think they saw it because the game side of the revenue was, I mean, they had Wii U at the time. So, yeah, stories changed. And they're like, you know, we got plenty of revenue from that. I we mean, I used my Wii balance board. 
Yeah. I did Wii Fit Trainer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did those exercises and those workouts. I loved it. There was something to it for sure. So they can always come back. They've got the you know the ideas, but uh, they're No, don't. Not. Just focus on games. If you were waiting more for games. it, uh, you, you probably should stop waiting. A uh, little more Nintendo news on the horizon. Second news story. Very fast. Yesterday, Joker and uh, updates came to Smash Brothers, but... Uh, the eShop was in disarray. So yesterday, the Nintendo eShop was down, experiencing a lot of issues. People couldn't access it um, following that release. And Nintendo took to Twitter to say, hey, we're working on it to resolve all these issues. Well, this morning, um, you know, Nintendo of America, they updated and announced that the issues with the eShop have been resolved and access should now be available. Uh, it does warn there may be intermittent errors um, did you catch much of this news? I, I think it made more news because you don't hear a lot about the eShop being down. I didn't hear about it in the in the news per se. I did read about it in in the Discord that I'm in. So I have a couple different Discord yeah. servers that I pop in and out of. But um, some of the people in my um, Destiny in my Division Two clan were talking about how they're trying to download Katana Zero and couldn't because Smash crashed oh, the eShop. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, people had trouble <laughs> getting Smash and updates and stuff. So it was an issue. We don't hear that a lot of the eShop store, so I don't know what no. Well, I mean, Smash Bros. was an incredible success for Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people were really excited about Persona having this mashup with Smash Brothers, and so it probably bought, brought a lot more traffic than normally would yeah, yeah, yeah that's e probably so. what it was, was it brought back a ton of folks. I think the number was something like 12 million sold. And it now, mm -hmm. I, I thought in the report yesterday uh, came through the same Smash story, IGN or Kotaku or someone reported it, it was 12 million. Now the best selling Switch game. Mario Kart was that one. You know, they may be very close that it's changing. Either way, you could imagine millions of people coming back uh, to get that update because it is a big one. Um, so anyway, let's talk about the real Smash Brothers news, which is the world builder is out. And guess what? Everybody's making penis stages. Uh, couldn't <laughs> keep it. Of course it, they are. Couldn't keep it uh, out of their hands. Now, um, oh no! I don't, yeah, Fran. I don't know. But uh, it's like, what is it with? Uh, I remember Kotaku. I think had done an article a long time ago. It's like, what is it with the obsession of people? They have to like goes all the way back to you know, Spore was one of the first big creator games uh, way back. But everybody just making penises in games like it's funny it's funny Kevin yeah I mean what's your take like should do we need Listen, more of this it's a funny looking piece of anatomy no, so yeah, you I mean, represent it on screen it looks funny too it's a funny looking it is uh, <laughs> a little funny looking yeah <laughs> Kevin, a little funny looking, I mean, it's yeah. weird looking, right? It's it's, it's weird. It's dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we, you know, we all have to laugh at ourselves, and that's I think that's the point. Is as much as this stuff does need to be censored, depending on what's going on, yep. uh, it's it's funny, and the fact that it's happening on a Nintendo platform makes it a little funnier as well, because yeah. traditionally you wouldn't think of that making it through, but uh, they knew it was going to happen. Trust us. Uh, that's just it, it. Already had happened in the past, so. If you'd like to, you know, search the, the ghouls for that, have fun with that. But double check your safe mode just in case it could get weird out there. Um, all right. So third story, quick note, is that Epic has announced as part of this 100 million World Cup prize pool that the creative uh, side of things is making it into that World Cup. The story is by way of Jesse Wade over at IGN. So news is Epic Games has added a new event to the 100 million dollar prize pool of the Fortnite World Cup event. It's going to be called Fortnite World Cup Creative, which runs specifically very soon from April 29th to June 7th. The World Cup will consist of five showcase events and five different trials, 
all from community creators. Each event will focus on a new creative game uh, with 15 participants then being selected to compete in the creative competition at the Fortnite World Cup Finals itself. Each participant will be able to submit their best clip to the creative trials each week using the weekly event hashtag and they will have a chance to win part of the three million creative prize pool. Fortnite captains will be choosing the winners by top submissions that they see, and those who make it into the World Cup creative finals will be competing in New York City. Trials will be released every other week, with the first one being judged by Scissors. If you have been following creative, by the way, Scissors Death Run is no joke. Uh, he was one of the first kind of famous folks to just make an insanely brutal um, death run, as it's called. And so what a better person to kind of to judge these. And I think that's a great choice. Uh, so these new creative trials and more details will be released on Fortnite's social media channels, uh, as well as these events. Um, event captain. So, Andrew, I don't know. Do you follow Fortnite much? What do you think of this getting added to World Cup? I think that it's super smart of Epic to bring in this side and this aspect of Fortnite because there's a lot of people who don't play competitively or even semi-competitively that would like to be involved in a game that they love, but from a more creative aspect. I think it's awesome. I love watching people go crazy with the tool set that you know, games create, I, I think back to the early days of, of Minecraft and the amazing things that people built in Minecraft and how a lot of those people are now moving into a game like Fortnite Creative and mm -hmm. doing really cool things with that tool set as well. So I think this is awesome. Yep. That was my review. I'm going to give it three thumbs up. <laughs> All three of them. Uh, it's awesome that you know, uh, as an example, I stream on Twitch, right? Slash FM3 underscore. Um, I stream and I, I face this pressure and I don't know if you feel it as someone in the games media, et cetera. I'm sure you do. And it's, how good are you? Mm -hmm. There's so many people that are good at Fortnite and it's really tough to compete with that and to feel like you're any good at the game. And now you got these World Cup events, millions and millions of dollars on the line. But frankly, uh, it's like um, whiz kids in a lot of ways. These are absolutely people that just play a ton and they practice and they, they earn it. But at the same time, a lot of them are naturally good with these games and it's just part of your DNA. So you're left feeling like, what can I do? You know, So it's really cool that they're including folks who have this other very creative side. Again, not that it doesn't take some innate talent and design process. Some of these people might be going on to be amazing you know, game producers in the future. And so I just think it's awesome that they're celebrating it. They're reserving some of the money uh, for that side of it. And frankly, I think it's really fun to watch. Like you can only watch people PVP and kill each other so much in a game. Uh, it's kind of cool to watch these world events. Um, it's really like, it's speed runs effectively. And it's a lot more akin to that. That's the really cool part about Fortnite that you forget about. But with Apex and other games, um, Fortnite still has a lot going on. And like this creative side has been really cool for them. So Bravo, three three thumbs up, like I said. Um, let's move on to the next story. Andrew, I know you're excited to talk about <laughs> this one. Troy Baker is back, friend of the show, talking about his character, Reese, from Borderlands and why they didn't ask him back or did they ask him back. Well, Troy says that uh, Randy, CEO over there at Gearbox, needs to fact check the tweets if he's going to send them out. So clearly ruffling feathers again taking to social and, and or sorry taking to an interview here but like there's some communication problems going on i think but uh here's how the story goes and andrew would love your take troy baker has said that he quote would love to come back uh to borderlands to play reese in borderlands 3 and suggested that randy pitchford should fact check his tweets following on from pitchford's claims that troy baker turned down the part 
of raising the upcoming game, Troy Baker has clarified his position in an interview with only SP. Quote, I said I would love to come back, he said. They, uh, Gearbox Software, said I'm not coming back. Uh, so, quote here from uh, Troy as well, their timeline tells an interesting story. He adds in reference to the comments from Gearbox, continuing the quote, I think it's interesting that Randy Pitchford tweeted out that I turned it down, and then he said that he heard that I turned it down. Out fact check before I tweeted out to the internet. Last note here, that makes Baker's side of the argument pretty clear that he was not approached to reprise this role, but he would still love to do it. Will Randy respond to this? I better double check while we're talking. What's the story? Fran, this is capital D drama. <laughs> and I, and I, I kind of love it and kind of hate it at the same time. Yeah. Um, and what's, what's really interesting about this is that I, I know both of these guys. They're both good guys. This is clearly some kind of miscommunication. And instead of maybe picking up the phone and talking to each other about it, they're like, they keep tweeting and keep getting quoted about it. And I wish yeah. I wish Randy would just call Troy and be dude, like, yo, do a FaceTime and be just like, yo, dude, it. we love working with you. We want to keep working with you. Like, how do we make this right? Like, and maybe he explains like what the role is, because Randy was obviously very um, cagey about Reese's involvement in the story of Borderlands 3 because spoilers, they don't want to give it away. I don't yeah. blame them for that. Yeah, I was wondering, like, but is something going on with that? There's no way that Troy hasn't signed a bazillion NDAs with Gearbox or with 2K, so maybe he can get a lowdown on exactly what's happening. We can we can resolve this. I just want everyone to get along. Can we all just get along? <laughs> exactly. So It is a little odd uh, where you would assume in the past they had a good relationship. Troy's super professional and great, and Randy, like you said, is great, and like... Uh, just talk to each other. So you know what or the truth is? Out. Yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> you, we we all fight, know fight, what happens fight. here. We get put in this position uh, as guests and producers and hosts on shows. You get accused of being wrong about something, but it's a public affair to thousands, hundreds of thousands. Mm. And you feel pretty, your first reaction is, well, that makes me feel terrible. So you're kind of mad at the people, whether it's the internet or the person who said it. And so it becomes this deflection back and forth when really it's just like being, you know, in a, a relationship or married. You're like, can you just talk about the real issue and sort yeah. it out instead of being mad at each other? So anyway, um, it's fun drama. I, I'm curious to see where it goes. We'll probably fight, get it. Fight, we'll fight, probably fight. get another story out of this. Oh eh? my gosh, yeah. Tweet. Tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, this quick story uh, has not made enough rounds, and I know Andrea would wait, would want to talk about this one. Division 2 Raid, the eight-person raid, has been delayed, according to the latest state of the game from uh, the folks over at uh, Massive and um, Red Storm and, um, and all those folks. But the story is this. Division 2's raid has a release date now of May 2019th, which has been delayed from April 25th. I picked up the exact summary from PC Gamer, by the way. Thank you for rounding this up. Division 2 first raid, Operation Dark Hours, has been delayed from its original release date, as we mentioned, uh, 4.25 into May. It'll arrive with the title Update 3, and the date of that will be determined by Ubisoft's testing and balancing process. So it's not just a delay. Here's a quote coming in on that. So, quote, in order to fine-tune the balance of our game and to ensure the best possible player experience for everyone, we've decided to move the release date of Title Update 3, including Operation Dark Hours, the eight-player raid, from April 25th into May 2019. An update had said, quote, continues, the final release date of Title Update 3 will be based on results from further testing and balancing of the game. Operation Dark Hours will be your biggest 
challenge to date. We want to make sure that we've properly tested the large amount of balance changes that are coming, both the PVE and PVP, and listen to your feedback about the changes before introducing the raid. They promised it. They put it on the roadmap, Andrea, and now they're changing it because the balance. What do you think? I think this is the right call, mostly because I'm going to be watching Avengers Endgame that night. So Days like a gone. lot of people out there and I'm probably going to be going back to the movie theater to watch it multiple times. Um, and so I would like to be part of the raid when it launches. There are very few games. I, in fact, I can say I've never been part of a raid when it launched. Right. Uh, yeah, on any game that I've ever played that has raids. Um, and so I feel like I'm in a really great position now. Um, I am raid ready. Yeah. I'm, I'm like gear now score you have 500. Even more time to be like, sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited that I get to play a l- around a little bit more, maybe pick up some more gear pieces that I'm looking to to kind of yeah. build my optimal loadout. Uh, but more importantly, the game absolutely needs some more balancing, for sure. Mm-hmm. As much fun as I'm having in this game, I think Greg tallied our numbers. You've played over 120 hours. I I've played over so. 90 hours. Um, it still has quite a few bugs and balance issues. Yeah, Doesn't mean it's not a, a really fun time, but I'm happy to see that they're going to be addressing some of this stuff, particularly when we talk about end game content. The mod system needs a lot of work um, in order for it to be really effective. And so I'm glad that they're taking the extra time that they need, and I'm fine by that. Yep. Yeah, there's absolutely two sides of this story, which is a lot of people have been planning on it. People are literally in the middle of, you know, putting their raid groups together, taking off work. This I mean, stuff we, happens. We, we set up an appointment our clan did. We were ready to go. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> there's a lot that goes into that. In fact, you, you can argue on the other side that people play that much of the game to be ready because that's their planning for April and maybe they didn't think about this as part of May and so it is it is a big change for those folks it can be a really huge letdown um, my personal take actually wait before I get into that the, the last note is just to make sure you're clear if you listen to the state of the game update to Andrea's point there's a lot that they're changing and fixing I mean when I say a lot it's, it's enough when you start changing mods and all these things, things just start to completely rebalance. And so that is what they seem to be worried about. They're, they're bringing changes that now with the raid coming, everything is changing at once. And it seems like they need to be really sure. Um, well, right? but it's also important to remind people that they're uh, releasing some of these changes early in the private test server for yes. PC players. Yes. And so if you're interested in helping them test that, you can. It's the I believe right now the private test servers are open to anybody who owns uh, the Division 2 on yeah, PC. So. so you can check those out. Of course, they're not putting any of the raid content in the test server, just some of the balancing things that yeah. they're working on and testing out to, to put them in the test server first to see if it breaks anything fundamentally, which is obviously the right call because you don't want to push something live and have it break a whole bunch of other things in the process. Exactly. So, you know, I know there's a lot of folks out there that are really disappointed and quite frankly angry about it. I've talked to a few that are like upset because again, you make plans and it already might've seemed like forever, you know, in a world where, you know, Destiny, I frankly think comes out way too fast. It feels like an exclusive event for, you know, people streaming 10 hours a day. I was like, hey, this is great. It gives me time. I did have a plan. Uh, now you've like messed it all up, but like, I understand we're upset about it, but I would also look at it like, look, like as long as you can keep your team together, um, you know, hopefully you can just replant for me. And like, I think it's good on on the side of, I have something to look forward to and there's a lot happening right now. Now that's convenient to me and my story, but like, I'm fine to play it in May. I've already sunk, you know, that's what I was kind of getting at is I've already sunk a hundred hours. I'm not going to come this far and give up 
after a few weeks of a delay or whatever it's no, going to be. Of course be. not. So, you know, I think they're making the right call. And I, worse than that, what we don't want is to get into the raid and that one, it's too easy. Or two, it's way too hard or it's unbalanced and somebody cheeses it. And not, there's people going to do world first and stuff like that. And it's very important that they get it right. So hopefully that still happens. I mean, it's, you know, if you listen to the, again to the state of the game, there's so many changes at once. And the game is very complex, to say the least. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, uh, there's a lot going on there. And a fast separate note from the raid is that if you do play the game, you're going to be able to get high-end drops over 500, which is the cap. Um, You have to recalibrate otherwise. You can get them in the dark zone in the future, which is a bit of a controversial note, which is you can go and get them there, but nowhere else. Now, one, I think that's really great because it sends you there for a reason, but they're rebalancing dark zone and a lot of other stuff too. But um, that was a big piece of the update from yesterday I wanted to mention. So, all right. I'm going to end on something a little more lighthearted and fun. Nobody bickering with each other. Sega confirms 10 more games for Genesis Mini, including Castle of Illusion and Earthworm Jim. Uh, I picked up this story over at Polygon. A lot of folks are talking about it, though. And Michael McWhorter, thank you for that. Sega's upcoming retro console, the Sega Genesis Mini, will include 40 games as part of its lineup. And as of Thursday, we now know today half of them. Uh, Back in March, Sega confirmed 10 of those games for its Genesis Mini, a list that included platform favorites like Sonic the Hedgehog, Gunstar Heroes, Tojam and Earl. Today, Sega delivered more awesome news, uh, confirming that the classics uh, like Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Streets of Rage 2, as well as third-party favorites like Earthworm Jim Contra, um, will also be playable. So here are the exact list of the 10 games that we now know of. Earthworm Jim, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, Contra Hardcore, um, Streets of Rage 2, Thunder Force 3, Super Fantasy Zone, Shinobi, Return of the Ninja Master, Landstalker, and those are building on top of the other 10 that we knew, Sonic the Hedgehog, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania, Bloodline, Space Harrier 2, Shining Force, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Told Jam and Earl, Comics Zone, Altered Beast, Gunstar Heroes. I mean, lots of awesome games in here. Um, you know, the final note, this is uh, suggested retail price September 19th at $79.99 US dollars. Uh, the US version of the retro console packs in two full-size three-button controllers, plus an HDMI cable, power, and the adapter. Um, Software developer M2, which is famous for its emulation of classic games, is developing it with Sega. That is the big thing with these devices, right? It's You're like, well, why can't you just put it on PlayStation? I'd rather just get them cheap and buy them there, maybe piecemeal. But emulation, we know, is very important. There's a huge difference. But what are you, you excited about this? Do you buy into these, you know... Um, if anything, Echo the Dolphin might be the one game that <laughs> could get me one. to buy this thing. Um, but no, like this is I, I, not I, for you. Quite personally. frankly, I could care less about this, Fran. Um, there's just too many <laughs> so games to play that are new. <gasps> no, right. like listen, I love buying my NES Classic Edition and my SNES Classic Edition because I'm a diehard Nintendo fangirl from from way back when. Um, I had like three games on my Genesis. I just I was in the Nintendo camp back then, and so Genesis was n- not really something that I was super excited about. I mean, it was really just my Sonic machine, um, and that that was pretty much it. But even my SNES Classic Edition isn't hooked up to my TV right now. It's not like I boot yeah. it up and play those games. Yeah, it's a lot of devices that I joke, you know, that you'll play and pile up in your garage. We saw that Capcom giant Capcom logo with arcade sticks on it. I mean. 
I like Arcade 6. It's a huge device. Um, but anyway, I think there's a lot of it. It's absolutely for, uh, call it a hobbyist market and a fan market. I think mm-hmm. it's really cool that they're doing it. Yeah. Less no, so I think it's great. Well. Yeah. I think it's awesome. If you love your Sega and you want this to put on your shelf or to play games with when you're feeling nostalgic, great, go for it. Yeah. Like it's just, just not for me. Exactly. But to put it maybe more directly, it's like if you, hopefully, they get the emulation really good and to do Gunstar Heroes, play it really well um, through HDMI on LED and uh, OLED TVs and all that, which, right, you're not playing CRT anymore. That whole thing is different now. And so, meaning the ability to do that with all these games, if you're into them, I think it's awesome that they're taking the time to offer. Obviously, it's coming on the heels of, you know, Nintendo's efforts and them making a lot of money. I mean, it's still... A money-making thing. But, but if I they still, do good work, I'm more than happy to hear more of this type of news. It's just too many devices for me. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I just think that we see so many of these. With the with Nintendo truly being the exception, they just don't sell. You know, like they there's a lot of people that are trying to capture the magic that Nintendo um, inspired with their mini co- classic consoles. Mm-hmm. And people are just missing the mark and there's no doubt that this is going to come out to middling fanfare and that it will be on sale within weeks. <laughs> All right. If there's they a- if they had dropped the price, if they had made this 49.99, I think that that would be something that's much more exciting to people yeah, it's and a bit would, steep at 80. And would and people would be more excited about it. And I know it's not that big of a price difference, but just that little bit it's matters. A, Look what lot. happened to the PlayStation Classic, right? Yeah. Like it tanked because they they put it out way too expensive. And now you can find it half off at a lot of stores or even cheaper in some places. So I think that it's really good that they are doing some kind of preservation with older games and really appealing to people's nostalgia for the right market. But I just would love to see them be more successful than they are. And obviously like this comes with two controllers versus one. And there's a whole bunch of reasons you could make for why the price Mm -hmm. is the way it is. But I'll still say it's not cheap enough for people to be like, Ooh, that's a cool thing I want. Yep. Um, so it, again, it's for some people and it's cool they're doing it, but uh, it's too much for us is the sound. Let us know yeah. what you think in the comments. Do you want to see more of this? Uh, but September 19th is so far away, Andrea. If I wanted to know what is coming to mom and grop shops today, where would I look? Well, Fran, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. I love how jazzy you get, Fran. So I'm great. trying. Hey, man, it's, I always feel like it's not good enough. I'm working on it. Thank Fran, you. Fran, you are good enough. So nice. Eh, so nice. Right. I love I Kevin, love you shut up. Oh, I'm sorry. Kevin is much, much more mean. All right, out today. <laughs> Huge one. Kadana Zero is finally here on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Mac. Barrett made sure to hop into the document and said, F and play this game. Thanks, Barrett. We know you're excited. Cuphead is coming to Switch today. Barrett also said, also play this one. Totally agree. Both fantastic games coming out today. The Padre coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. God's Trigger, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Our World is Ended, PS4 and Switch. Nurse Love Syndrome, PC. Hmm. I don't know what that game's about. Curious name. Forager, PC. Slabwell, the quest for Cocktoons Alpaca. Let's take a look, shall we? Slabwell, the quest for Cocktoons Alpaca. If you want to Google that, that's fine. Nobody can see your screen. Uh, <laughs> is coming to Switch Day D through time. 
is coming to Switch. Sudoku Relax. I'm ready for some Sudoku Relax. Coming to Switch. Dawn of Survivors on Switch. Hell is Other Demons. Switch. The Knight and the Dragon on Switch. Grim Earth on the PC. Super Tennis Blast on the PC. Sigma Theory, colon, Global Cold War, PC and Mac. Boss Guard, that's G-A-R-D, on the PC. Golf in Paper, also on the PC. Let us know. I, I think maybe there was a couple release dates that moved around that I missed, but um, let, I checked, let us know. I press releases and didn't see that, okay. but kind of an in.com slash you're wrong. Yeah, I know I saw some story and I forgot to like put it in and now I'm thinking back what was that. So a lot of stuff there. Before we get to deals of the day and reader mail, I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsors who help make the show possible. Starting with Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, pardon me, getting over a cold. Plus, with Robinhood, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections as much such as, quote, 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Kind of Funny Games Daily a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to build your portfolio. Sign up at games.robinhood.com. That's games.robinhood.com. I'm checking my portfolio right now. Beautiful. Maybe you can help me with this next one. Oh, you I got know a you. little more about oh, Fran, bras than I do. You want to talk about bras? I can talk about bras. <laughs> if you have breasts, you're going to need a bra. Ain't that the truth, ladies? And that's where our sponsor, Third Love, comes in. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for the perfect fit and premium feel. More sizes than most other brands, Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. Skip the trip and find your fit with Third Third Love's online fit finder. Order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. And let me tell you, Fran, they are awkward. Yeah. And they always want to measure you and you always have to say no, thank you. And they're like, but when's the last time you got measured? I'm like, leave me alone. Hmm. But Third Love takes <laughs> all of that awkwardness out of the equation and helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. They've got a 100% fit guarantee and every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day via text, chat, or phone. And of course, returns and exchanges are free and easy. And they come with straps that won't slip, tagless labels, so that means no itching because no one likes to scratch the middle of their back. It's really difficult. Mm. Uh, The newest member to the Third Love family is their line of incredibly soft, smooth, and breathable cotton bras. Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash games to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash games for 15% off today. Thank you very much for the help with that one, Andrea. You're uh, so real fast, uh, some notes on deals. Another free game on the Epic Store. I know it's becoming a recurring issue, but 
seriously issue. free games no i know but like <laughs> epic store thing. being always a discussion and I, and I plug and i'm like remember you can use creator code fran mirabella support me on the store even with free games like transistor which is a fantastic game um but anyway free game we also know assassin's creed unity is still free i want to mention that but that is on both of those are pc only but head over to you play ubisoft is obviously supporting in the the cause uh with the notre dame tragedy and the cathedral burning um and so check those out those are free games what better deal than that but i also know um I've seen flowing around. There are some Switch deals going on right now. I'm reading one right now that is over on Walmart.com. Nintendo Switch bundle with your game of choice. Um, so you get a couple op- or five options with that game of choice. This is $329.99. You get a bonus accessory. Uh, it's like for memory cards and plugging that in. And your choice of uh, Mario pins. So, you know, hey, not a bad deal. That's just one of them. Look around if you're still thinking about getting a Switch. All right, let's move on to reader mail. Uh, I want to double check. We didn't miss anything, but just to encourage y'all, don't forget if you're a part of Patreon to head over there, um, get in your questions each morning. Ideally is the best time to get them in with the latest news. We can put them in anytime after or before the next show if you're catching it out there. So uh, first bit of reader mail. Which one do we want to start with, Andrea? Um, I mean, why not? Or do you yeah, wanna... why not? 2038 Pokemon CEO. That's right. <clears throat> so, you want to read this question? Sure. Xbox One Sad Edition, of course, the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Um, there was a lot of talk on the $250 price yesterday and how a $50 price difference isn't huge. By chance, could the retailers be a part of this? Microsoft has yet to get them... Th- Microsoft has to get them to stock the console, which requires contracts. For sad editions they sell, they lose game sales. Why would a retailer sell a $150 Xbox when they can sell the disk drive version to get a physical game sales, aka more money in the end? Now, that is an interesting perspective, but keep in mind that Microsoft has long history relationships with these retailers. So most of these retailers don't want to piss Microsoft off per se by um, by saying, yo, we're not going to stock your console because they certainly want whatever Microsoft is going to be revealing at E3, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how much the contracts per se figure into this, but the diskless drive is certainly something to keep in mind because not that long ago, we saw GameStop's um, leadership come out and say that these game subscription services have absolutely hurt their profits overall because so many people used to go to the, you know, the bargain bin inside store like GameStop or even like a Target or a Best Buy and, you know, rifle through them and see what they could find. But now you can get so many of those older games included as part of Xbox Game Pass or on PlayStation Now. And so they're not selling as many used and older games because people are just downloading them digitally. So I think that absolutely has something to do with it. Um, My feelings were almost identical to Tim's yesterday when you guys were talking about the reveal. I do not for the life of me understand why at the end of the Xbox One's life cycle, mm-hmm. Microsoft is announcing a new SKU that's the virtually the same price as the other version. Yeah. Now, I know technically on paper... It's the cheapest it's, on paper. It's cheaper, MSRP. but... As you guys did, like a quick search on Google yeah. will show you a variety of Xboxes that are have more feature sets that are cheaper yeah, than the, One S you than can the, get for the MSRP. So I just... To me, that this is a, this is a miss. This is a swing and a miss for me, Fran. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, understand. And, and as we pointed out, it comes out uh, was this May seventh? So yeah. it's very soon. A couple of weeks. It's three days after the kind of funny Vancouver meetup on May fourth. Remember, check it out. Kind of funny. Dot com slash events. But um, 
Yeah, it's coming out soon. So I just want to make that note, though, which is who knows? Maybe we will see this response from stores doing the same. They're like, we're not going to sell it for your suggested price. Like, we've already got this other stuff on sale. They can move it at the margins they need. Presumably, it doesn't cost them more than the Xbox One S to stock um, to this question. So I don't I don't think it's the retailers. Uh, well, because technically, right, the Xbox One S is more. You know, it's like $300 suggested. So... Uh, yeah, I don't think it's the retailers. It's an interesting point. Uh, I've been playing devil's advocate, though, which is, in this point, look, I don't want to buy it for 250 either. I won't buy it. Uh, I agree with you with this life cycle. It's like, why would you, you should have brought out a $200 price point console. That's the appeal. That should have yes. been your target. My general note, though, was not in defense of that. It was that I think that's what they've done. They're just starting a little slow because they're probably just still seeing these other sales. And because of market competition, Switch at 299, PlayStation 500 gigabyte systems 250, suggested prices, right? But because of that, they're like, we can put it out for 250 and see how it does. We can always drop it later. But again, not in defense of it. I know. Why, friend? (laughs) Why not take the bull by the horns? I don't understand. That's what you're saying. Take the bull by the horns. (laughs) Yes, I I think that if they really wanted to light a fire under consumers who maybe haven't bought an Xbox One, one yet or maybe one in a second xbox for their household or maybe they you know want to gift it to somebody they make it 199.99 they make it a, a two terabyte internal hard drive and they include yeah. three months of xbox game pass all in the bundle that game offering that was what what, what, what was that game offering you. minecraft you're yeah. including Minecraft. Hey, you see a thieves Ooh. but a lot of folks have these games and games but pass. they're part of game pass yeah. that's the thing i just like the whole thing about this announcement the, just makes my head go like, why? You're right. The story, and we're here again the second day. The story is not good right now. And it wouldn't have been the right move to be like, holy yeah. cow, can you believe that it's only $199? they are the cheapest console on the market. That's what you'd expect of. I think that is the problem. And those things we would probably fly off shelves, right? Like, yeah. And that's the thing that is so confusing to me because... I really like what Xbox is doing with their digital subscriptions and how they're including games with Game Pass. And we have this really exciting proposition of what's happening with the cloud computing and the cloud farms. You know, you guys were talking about Phil Spencer playing uh, yesterday. And so I think that they're setting themselves up for incredible success. I just think that this is just such a this is such a head scratcher of like a I I just I'm confused. I yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, like it's number one. I don't. You know, I think people always think that I'm playing to the publisher side or it's not. What I'm thinking about is I just don't think the margins are that good on them. They're not selling enough in general for them to go because for them to go this far to be like, it's 199. We're going to take a hit. It'll be very marginal for us. But you know what? We want a good story. and We want to just get more people on Xbox. Well, think about it. We right. want to get more people on Xbox one. They're sure. It's nice to sell some stuff. That's not the focus. They need to sell games. This is not assist what's it going to sell right now it doesn't yeah. do a lot for them because of it i think they're willing to go and test the market they're first to market of the major manufacturers with this so meaning it doesn't surprise me again i'm not defending i agree with you maybe they should have waited until september when xbox cloud is in, in testing it's 199 who knows maybe they should have waited for the better story but i also can we also take the step back is what mm-hmm. i'm saying be like so what? It's they're just testing a 250 console. If it's not for you right now, but then it's 199 later this year, is it going to be okay with you then? You know, if it's 199 in September, let's say, or November, will you be happy then? Yes. Okay. Yes, but yeah. friend. And that's yes, I point. will be. You're like, why didn't they do it yeah. now? It's a bad story, but like maybe the story will be the same at the end of the year. As with everything, 
I'm happy to play the card of it's just a player's option. It's choice. You don't have to buy it. I just I would like to see them get a big win here at the end yeah, of the yeah, life yeah. cycle because it's they've funny, been you're trailing for them. Here. Yes, yeah. they've been trailing behind PlayStation the entire generation. Yeah. Right? They, they, they don't suck, catch Kevin. They with, don't suck with this. Though. Um, but no, this is not gonna. Like I said, this is not gonna light the world on fire. Even if the, like we go down this hypothetical role, road of them having all of this stock sitting on shelves with these Xbox One S consoles. They're just not moving because if people are going to buy, they're bu- probably buying an Xbox One X right now, yeah. right? They want the power, they want the 4K, they want you know the higher graphical fidelity, what yeah. have you. Um, they're not necessarily going to buy something that's an all digital box that's really offering nothing more than what the Xbox One S yeah. offers. I mean, right? that, that is the befuddling part. I agree. That's, You're like, wait, if I, I there's all these deals, if why it was would I smaller, skip on a 4K? Maybe if it was more powerful, if it had a bigger internal yeah. hard drive, if it was maybe a little bit cheaper, even if it's it not was a lot of benefits, I would accept that price point if the internal hard drive was double the size. If right, it was a two, two terabyte, terabyte like hard said. drive at that price point, like, okay, I would say, okay, now we're talking. something. That's yeah. that's uh, now we're maybe cooking with a little bit of gas. Yeah. But that's not yeah. what they did. Or maybe put a solid state. That's so just why a, get rid of the disk drive? I mean, yeah. like I said when we were talking, it, we talked about this extensively on, on What's Good Games this week, which publishes tomorrow. But I said to I said when I was talking with Steimer, I was like, the 4K Blu-ray player was such a big selling point yeah. for the disc drive of I the Xbox it versus the PlayStation that yeah. I just, I just, ah, I don't yeah. know. I come from a convenient side, which is I've no, I already have an Xbox One, an old one. Uh, I always wanted to get an Xbox One X, but at this point, I, I wouldn't really play it that much. I play on PC, and so yeah, sucks. Whatever. Oh, Kevin. By the way, <laughs> fact check: everyone calling it Xbox One sad, as I noted on yesterday's edition. It's Xbox One S. All digital edition. There's an E at the end. It's Xbox One Sade. And it's a smooth operator. Uh, let's get the word out on the Xbox One Sade because I'm tired of hearing about Xbox One Sad. It's just, you're never going to get a fun story out of that. Uh, let's move on to our next question. Wyatt says, Hey, Frandria, on a scale one to 10, how confident are you that streaming AAA games will work? One being a laggy, unplayable mess, to ten being indistinguishable from a console experience. With news that Phil is alpha testing the X Cloud and Stadia launching in the near future, I'm wondering if these products will only work for certain types of games. For example, I have a TCL 4K TV, which is a budget 4K HDR TV. I can tell when it's not in a game mode, there's a noticeable delay in the move in moving the camera or character, and that's only a 20 to 40 second millisecond delay difference. How confident are you in the ability of these products to scale to mass market without them being an unplayable laggy mess? That's a what? I'm not confident at all. Um, I'm not, and I've said and I've said this because this solely depends on the speed of the internet connection that you are able to get, and that's where we're going to see the difference in quality, yeah. right? W- weren't they recommending over twenty megabits 20, per second? Twenty-five megabits per second Down. was the was the recommended was the recommended, and that to me is <clears throat> crazy high for most people. Yeah. Now, for people like us that live in a major metropolitan area yeah. like San Francisco that have access to Really fantastic high-speed internet. Yeah, it's no you know, problem. We'll be fine, you know. But I think about my hometown in yeah. Fargo, North Dakota, yeah. and you have to live in the right neighborhood Plus, to get the right access. And even then, it can be incredibly cost prohibitive yeah. to get anything more than twenty megabits per second. Plus the data cost. 
You're yes. downloading depending on how many hours you put well, in. Well, and, and that brings in a larger telecommunications problem that we have specifically here in the United States is the throttling and the data caps that the ISPs are putting onto their customers. And we're seeing that other companies like Netflix, this has been a big thing for them over the years. And it's going to become an even bigger issue because arguably the data the games are pushing over that connection is going to be way more than what you would yeah. even see for like a two to three hour 4K movie, right? Yeah. So these are there's a lot of technical issues Issues that we're going to have to wrap our heads around. And unfortunately, a lot of it is really out of the um, the platform maker's hands. Like, it's not like maybe someone like Google has enough clout within the government here in the United States to lobby for change in the telecommunications mm-hmm. legislation that's happening. Shh, but luck. I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's important to know, like, that's a recommended speed. They're talking about hitting HDR and 4K. We also don't know how the technology works very commonly. Even on uh, graphics cards, now you can get quick scaling where it'll de-res stuff to put out a lower uh, scaled resolution. So it might put out a 480p frame just to keep up with the frame rate. Um, What they're going to do is gonna be interesting in how they keep this one to 10 experience. We just don't know, but I'm with Andrea. I definitely, you didn't rate it, but I feel like there's gonna be a lot in the five area. Um, Some stuff is gonna even be, I think a three and four at first Mm -hmm. until they tune and figure stuff out. But I, I, going back to what Wyatt said, um, the type of game is going to matter. I think there's going to be some where I might just be tooling around in Fortnite creative mode and playing at 24 frames a second and yeah. like, whatever, I mean, I don't care. Or maybe I'm just playing an old uh, retro game that they remastered and you're like, that was solid. Or I'm playing Ori type games. And right. I, I think potentially those are the ones that cool, but other games like they touted Doom, right? Like, I don't know. And, you know, I don't even care as much about Doom right now. I mean, I like Doom, but I'm, I'm looking forward to stuff like, dude, Borderlands is on Stadia and it runs awesome. Then, hey, you know. Um, we- and I think this really comes down to personal preference. At the end of the day, it's going to be a different experience for everybody. And it's up to you to decide what kind of experience you're willing to pay for and willing to accept. I think it's without controversy that we can say it's going to be definitively better on a box that's connected to a hardwired internet connection yeah, that's absolutely. you know that's There's not no. streaming, you know, over Wi-Fi, right? So I think that, you know, certain games are gonna require certain experiences and other games won't. So yeah. but at the end of it all, Fran. We're not going to know until we actually get it. Let so. us get our hands on a real world experience. Yes. This summer, Stadia comes to kind of funny. I don't know, <laughs> but I would like to see something before launch that gets the confidence up. But, you know, I know they downloaded a little bit at uh, GDC for a few people. Yeah. But we shall see. I do want to end that, though, on the upbeat note, which is like, look, I think it's awesome, though, that they're working on this. And like, if we don't oh, the start. Technolo- the promise, Fran, yes. with you sounds so cool. Where are we going to get to if we don't start now? You know, again, Rome wasn't built in a day. We all know the concept. So you have to start somewhere and it's going to be tough. Um, obviously, they're not going to go out and say that. But I probably believe that's what Google thinks. They're like, yeah, it's probably going to be a little rough at first, but we'll get the job done. And we'll, we're not going to get anywhere unless we go. And it's pushing everybody to do better. So uh, I can't wait to see. The results. Andrea, do you want to help me out with our squad up today? I do, Fran. So today's squad up comes from Farmer Josh. He's playing on PS4. His name is Dumb Ace 15. <laughs> 
Dumb Ace 15 is his name. He says, hey, best friends, I'm moving to a new state tomorrow and leaving everyone I know behind. I'm looking to make a few new friends to play some games I, to play some games with. I dabble in Apex. I'm looking to platinum all three Borderlands before September. Ooh, ambitious. I could be convinced to go back to play Battlefield 1 and 5. Hell, I could use a platinum hunting partner. I have a million games in my backlog. I need some motivation to play. I'm really down for most things. Just looking to meet some cool people and form some friendships. Go find him, best friends. Dumb Ace 15 on PS. Four. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, before we wrap things up today, number one, did I miss anything you think? Are we pretty solid? I think we're good, Fran. Always want to double check. Uh, the other note, of course, is as much as we love being on the show, supporting us here, where else can folks support you uh, and find you, Andrea? Oh, they can find me at uh, What's Good Games. So, of course, um, whatsgoodgames.com slash podcast, all the platforms you can find us at, youtube.com slash whatsgoodgames. And I'm at Andrea Renee on Twitter. Uh, I've got some really cool projects coming up in the next couple of weeks. Next week, I'm hosting Games Beat Summit down in Los Angeles on April 23rd and 24th. We're going nice. to be live streaming both of those days. Um, lots of really cool panels and, and topics. I'm going to be talking to the CEO of Skybound about uh, the Walking uh, Dead franchise uh. and how they're wrapping that up. Um, I'm talking um, with a, um, an expert on unconscious bias and how that interferes with game development and game perception, which is a really neat topic. And then um, I'm talking to my friends over at Facebook Gaming about the cool things that they're doing to make communities more inclusive and what they're doing with communities in virtual reality spaces. So wow. Sounds lots cool. Lots of cool stuff. And that's just like a sliver of the content. So um, follow me at Andrea Renee. I'll be tweeting out all those links and they'll be streaming all day Tuesday and Wednesday next week. I'm glad that I ask. And then, uh, yeah, on my side, if you like seeing me on Kind of Funny, my life outside Kind of Funny is a big part of it. So if you want to support me there, Twitch TV slash FM3 underscores, the easiest place to drop by. Watch me live stream a lot of times after 9 or 10 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, still trying to figure out the day job part of it, obviously. But... Fran Fridays, you can catch me around 4 or 5 Pacific, 4 or 5 p.m. Pacific time, uh, where I try to put in a full day before it's midnight, unlike my other schedule. Again, FM3 underscore on Twitch, but also uh, no cost at all. Just head over to Epic uh, Store and the creator code, Fran Mirabella. You can find me there and punch that in. That's a really easy way to support. I really appreciate everyone who's done it. And last question for Kevin, what show is next and anything else? Uh, Internet Explorers, did you do it? You're wrong. We're doing it right now. Oh. Yeah, you're Fran, right. I, I know. always I do well, this every time. It, it's a little confusing because we have to delete <laughs> the top rows are blank. And so for half a second, I was it confused yeah. that nobody wrote in. But oh, no, if you just scroll down. Um, thank thank you, you, the nanobiologist. He says, Andrew, you could say you drink and actually know things about Game of Thrones. Oh. Uh, that's true. Um, Lord of Pwn says the last sales numbers for Smash Bros. Ultimate were at 12.08 million units, making it the third best selling Switch title behind Super Mario Odyssey, which I thought was number one. Mario, Mario Kart, Kart 8 it Deluxe is... is Oh, that's 15.02, so that would make it number one. Mario um, Kart is yes. number one, though. That's yes. what I thought. I didn't realize Mario Kart had overtaken Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, yeah. um, and then Nintendo has their annual investor call next week where we will get more up-to-date numbers. So thank you about that. Um, Kebab says, it's worth noting that the game lineup will be slightly different in Japan. I believe he's referring to the Sega Genesis classic there. Uh, no Earthworm Jam. It's swapped out for another game. Uh, oh, so the sorry, the Genesis Mini. Um Let's see here. Do, 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 do. Um, today, uh, oh yes, you guys missed yesterday on Out Today. Dreams Early Access is finally out on PS4 for $29.99 with limited spaces. I'm playing it right now and having a hell of a time, says Fendi. I also played Dreams, and you guys can hear mm -hmm. my impressions about what I played in What's Good Games tomorrow morning. Um, let's see here. Um, hashtag game provided by PlayStation. Let's see what we got. Um, nanobiologist, a new out today. ACA Neo Geo Samurai Showdown V Special. 
Samurai Showdown 5, I believe that is, uh, is now available for Xbox One. Thank you. Uh, Lord of Pound says, cult classic FPS. Is that, how do you say that? Is it, uh, is that 13? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Let me know, Lord of Pound. Um, it's getting a <laughs> remake on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and it's coming out November 13th. Um, a, a new date that we miss. Oh, so that's the same one. I do want to know what people are saying that the, the singer, Sade, and the musician mm-hmm. is not Sade. And I, I it don't know. It is that's, that's I believe that's what it is. Kebabs. It is. Kebabs wrote that in. Yes. It, no, it doesn't have an H in it, but that's as I understood how it's pronounced. No, that is how you pronounce it. Thank you. You, you did it right, friend. Good. Um, let's see here. Sorry, you skipped it. Nanobiologist says, Arcade Classics Anniversary Collection from Konami is now available for Xbox on Switch and PS4 and includes eight arcade masterpieces of the 80s. Haunted Castle, Typhoon, Nemesis, Vulcan Venture, Life Force, Thundercross, Grimple Twin B. <laughs> what? Wow. I don't even know any it's of these classics. a lot of stuff. Um... That's probably pretty good. Okay, let's see. Yeah, sorry, that 13th um, thing, I was just like double checking Chade's name. <laughs> it is 13, yeah. I think, um, oh, Parker Far- Petrov says Fargo now has gigabit internet yeah. uh, via the service provider Midco. Mm-hmm. Fargo. Hell yeah. Uh, North Dakota. Coming up in the world. Right, Parker Petrov, thanks for that tip. For a hundred bucks, I mean, that's not a bad deal. That's what a, I pay for a fiber a internet here, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, but if you're getting true gigabit service, it's, it's pretty well, good. Well, you so. don't get true gigabit. It's like 940 oh, sorry, to it's 970. Fiber. Wait, is that for fiber or gigabit? Um, gigabit. Yeah, Which, well, I mean, I have fiber, but the the idea is that it's a, it's a one gigabyte up and down. Right, yeah. yeah. Which anyway. is like really impossible to get virtually anywhere. So when I found out they were offering this, I was like, yes, yeah, please. I don't freaking, care how much it costs. freaking amazing if you're a video <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. Well, we upload you need it for very business, long so. videos for What's Good Games every week. Yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> All right, friend, that's it. Stadia. That is it. Thank you for the help on that one. I've had a heck of a time. Uh, tomorrow's show, though, is going to be Greg and Tim back in their seats, and it's going to be an awesome Friday, so be sure to tune in then at 10 a.m. on Twitch TV slash Kind of Funny Games. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Thank you, Andrew, for joining. Of and course. as always, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, best friends.